You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Feel like who art Ed? Who art Ed? Mr. Wood art Ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Georgia O'Keeffe. In the mid-20th century, Georgia O'Keeffe said her contemporaries seemed to be obsessed with writing the great American novel, developing a distinctly American painting style. And she would just laugh to herself because, as she said, none of them had been west of the Hudson River in New York. O'Keeffe paid her dues in New York, but she felt that if she were to become a truly great American painter, she needed to see more of the country. Her red, white, and blue cow skull painting is actually a little joke about that. While the skull may seem like a bit of a dark symbol to most, O'Keeffe didn't see skulls as symbolizing death. The skulls, like all of her subjects, were chosen simply because she saw something beautiful in them. She liked the curves, the organic form, as something enduring. She put red stripes down the left and right sides, along with the blue and white in the negative space, as her little joke that the great American painting would be something her New York-based counterparts would never encounter. Of course, leaving the city to explore the vast American landscape poses some hazards. George O'Keeffe loved the New Mexico desert, but the desert sun is harsh regardless of people's feelings. Much like the Impressionists of the late 19th century, George O'Keeffe was known to enjoy painting outdoors, surrounded by the nature that so inspired her. One habit she had, which was most peculiar though, George O'Keeffe painted in the back seat of her car. She would drive out to the desert and convert her Ford Model A into a mobile studio. She would remove the driver's seat and flip the passenger seat to face the rear bench. That rear bench would serve as her easel as O'Keeffe painted the New Mexico landscape. Of course, a cramped metal box in the desert sun sounds like a miserable place to paint as far as I'm concerned, but... O'Keeffe was a woman who never shied away from putting in the work. I think one of the most wonderful things I've read about O'Keeffe is that she was also generous in her support of others who were trying to work their way up in the difficult art world. Yayoi Kusama is one of the most celebrated contemporary artists on the scene today. But long before she was world famous, Kusama was a young woman in Japan who dreamed of coming to America to pursue art. Kusama wrote a fan letter to one of her favorite artists, George O'Keeffe. O'Keeffe not only wrote back, she gave her advice on how to navigate the art world. She even arranged to meet Kusama when she came to New York. George O'Keeffe was a relatively private artist. 
She didn't give a ton of interviews talking up her paintings. She let the works largely speak for themselves. Actually, O'Keefe and Kusama were both fairly guarded about their personal lives, but they maintained correspondence sharing their passion and ideas about art. I've read that at one point, as Kusama was struggling with both her mental and financial health, O'Keefe had her art dealer buy some of Kusama's work to help keep her afloat. Looks to me like George O'Keefe was not only a great artist, she was a good person. George O'Keefe is just one of 64 different artists I've got in my annual Arts Madness tournament. Starting in March, I'm going to be asking you, the listeners, to vote for your favorites in a series of head-to-head matchups as we go from 64 down to one ultimate Arts Madness champion. And if you fill out the prediction form linked in the show notes, you could earn a prize in the tournament. Remember, I'll be using all my ad money for the month of February to send out prizes for the tournament, so the more you listen, the more I can give away. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and of course on the website whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.